This is your station, your music, the world famous. WXIN. Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to what is the second anniversary special for the stadium experience with your host, Jake Helmsley, right here on 90.7 WXIN. With me here today, I have Jordan Moment and returning from last week, Joseph A. Griswold and... We have a decent amount on the table today, besides my own accomplishment. Manny Machado signing a mega deal. We're going to talk about what that means for baseball. The NBA All-Star festivities have concluded. Celtics starting back up again tomorrow. Some developed spring training, our pitchers and catchers. Baseball stuff has been happening. Patriots moves there with their roster, with potential draft stuff. Guys in the prairie. There's Patriots stuff to talk about. Trade deadline rapidly approaching. Also, we're going to be having a few guests coming on throughout the show. People get back to me, so we'll be seeing how that goes. And... If you want to weigh in on any of these things, or just, you know, once again, come wish me. Wish me a happy two years, all my loyal listeners out there. Do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787 or go to Facebook. Go to the official Stadium Experience Facebook page. Tune into the Mike Kane Memorial live stream and drop me a comment there. Anywho, though, with all that out of the way, once again, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley. Two-year anniversary spectacular. And with all that out of the way, we will dive right in here. And hello, gentlemen. Hello. How are we doing? Happy two years. Yes, happy two years. Oh, longer than most college relationships. Congrats. Yeah, longer than, far longer than any relationship I've ever had. Oof. <laughs> the only thing I truly love is my work. Uh. Oof. And yeah, that's that's where we are. So yeah, it's been two years now. It's been a great two years. We don't have uh, quite the t- sort of lineup we had we had last year. Last year I had a good amount of guests. I had Nick Costa come on, old XIN alum, my good friend uh, Adam Moore, Andrew Spaziano. I believe Joe came on last year. I don't recall. But regardless, an exciting lineup last year. This year's gonna be a little more a little more mellow. I got you two in here with me, Jordan. Were you here last year for my anniversary? No, you weren't. I was not. Josh Percy was in here. Oh God. Yeah, whole team of whole team of guys and gals in here. So, but this year, you know, we're gonna be looks like we might be uh, scaling it back a little bit, but that's okay because I am just happy to be here for two years. I've been enjoying this. This is the highlight of my week, and let's let's kick things off. Maybe I'll get sentimental a little more down the stretch, but let's just uh, let's try to let's try to soldier on through this. There's work to be done. There are Fight. things to be discussed. Fight through the tears. There are narratives to bust. There are narratives to enforce. So obviously the first thing is probably the biggest news is over the weekend, or no, yesterday, Manny, which was Tuesday, Manny Machado signed a, finally signed, a baseball free agent signed everybody. I would have never thought it. So sound the alarm, yes. The baseball offseason that lingers on into spring training that doesn't... Honestly, isn't a baseball season really just a baseball offseason? Yes, Thanks. And the offseason that lingers on and tries its best to make itself as unentertaining and unexciting as possible because baseball somehow really does succeed in doing everything wrong at every, every step of the way. Which is fascinating because, you know, every other sport, is even yeah, like the NBA, the NFL, even to a certain degree, the NHL have done a great job at, like, making, like, their offseason, like, their other things, like, like a thing. Like, there's, like, a set date when you know most baseball players are going to be signed by. I mean, the NFL does it more than anybody. The NFL makes a whole thing out of, like, the franchise tag deadline. The combine. Mm-hmm. The draft is an industry. It's in the combine, like, in a week and a half. Yeah, the combine's coming up. I'm excited for the combine. But I think we'll, we know when the combine is. 
and we know when guys will sign by, et cetera, et cetera. They always have a few stragglers, but with baseball, especially seen the last couple of years, they'll just have their best stars do nothing. There's no excitement. There's no news. And then you bleed over into like February now and like Manny Machado signing is a blip on the radar because nobody's been thinking about baseball. But once again, the NFL season ended. I have like months worth of stuff I'm looking forward to seeing, or at least that I know is going to be put in front of me, even if, you know, you don't enjoy a lot of it, which I can understand somebody not enjoying it. At least you know it's coming. You know that it. You know that it's happening. You know it's getting put in front of you when the hard dates are. Yep. And then baseball just kind of lets things linger, and then that's how you have, like, the Red Sox signing J.D. Martinez, who was an AL MVP candidate. Might have actually been the MVP of the AL if we're, uh, you know, if we're talking like adults. But <laughs> signing, like, yeah, like, in the spring training. And it's just, you, like, you wouldn't see anything like that in any other sport. But we get into baseball because baseball does everything wrong. Too long of a season. Somehow. Too long of an off season. Do, too long of games. Too long of don't games. handle the off season right. Don't handle making anything new and exciting right. They just, they don't, they don't do a lot of things right. But one thing that apparently Manny Machado got right is, is becoming the highest paid athlete in North American professional sports history. And that's what he got from his 10-year, $300 million contract that he signed with not the New York Yankees, not the L.A. Dodgers, not the Boston Red Sox. No, 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 no. He's getting that money from the San Diego Padres, whom I don't think any single one of us even thought had $300 million. Dynasty right there. I think maybe as a team, if they, like, pulled together Pull all their, their money, money, yeah, they might have had $300 million. Maybe that's what they did. Like they all, they're like, all right, everybody, everybody, we're sending a bin around. They, yeah, they, it's like church. They passed around the collection plate. See, everyone refinance your house. We have to get Manny Machado. <laughs> we have to keep him here. What What's up with baseball and the 10-year contracts, though? I mean, that's just what they might be. That's always uh, been a thing. But, like, why? here's the thing, though. But you know what this is? You know what else this is? This is kind of emblematic of the problem in baseball because everybody hates the tank. I mean, I love a good tank, but... I mean, I love a good tank. I'm a tanking enthusiast. But I have a book plan. One day I'm going to write a book about, like, great tank jobs of history. Very nice coffee table book. That's fair. That's a real thing. Like, just like, you know, like, every, like, chapter is like, and hey, here's a time that this team tanked dramatically. And here's, like, the buildup. And here's why they were bad. And here's what they did. And here's, like, the weirdos they were starting. But anyway, obviously baseball has begun in the last year, last couple of years, to begun has begun to really suffer from a tanking problem. Which... It's how I play MLB the show, but the MLB teams, they don't really suffer from tanking. They don't. And a, I mean, A, it helps. I mean, you see the Houston, the Houston Astros have become the model for team building. Mm-hmm. You tank, you tank, you tank, you tank, you tank. You get the good draft picks, which makes the least amount of difference in baseball of all the major sports. Yes. Because you get a great draft pick. And you're like, all right, cool. This guy might be good. Let's send him to the minors for eight years. Five years. <laughs> Hopefully he works out. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, let's try again. But still, like, obviously having to pick, it eventually could help you. You can eventually end up with some top-tier talent. That's what happened with the Astros. Now you see a lot of teams trying to follow that model. And in baseball, it's okay for them because revenue sharing. That's how the San Diego Padres have $300 million to shell out to Manny Machado. Well, so you tell me the wealth is distributed in MLB? Well, yes. The and other not te- society? 
We, we got it all back. But no, the teams, they get, you know, the bad teams, they still get their share of the money. You can be terrible. You can put nobody in the seats. You can get no ratings, but you'll get a part of the money from the bigger teams. And the idea then being that you'll invest that money in making your team better. But then a lot of, but then you have, you'll have owners, cheap owners who are like, well, if the team's just going to keep being profitable, no matter what I put on the, no matter what I put on the field. Just gonna sit on Why this gonna fat stack of cash. I don't think I'm gonna build a contender. Honestly, having a contending team isn't any more profitable than this. So is baseball the game of the revolution? No, it's a game of mediocrity. Yes, it is. Because you can, and that's a you know that's you know, I'm not saying the other sports the other sports leagues you don't make a ton of money even by having a bad team, but with the way the revenue sharing works in the MLB, you can be god awful, and you're fine because you're gonna keep making money. Because guess what? It's expensive to run a big... T- and that's why the MLB desperately needs a salary floor. Desperately. Yeah. Absolutely desperately needs a salary floor. But... Yeah. But that being said, I'm here complaining and whining about the tanking in baseball. But one of these teams that I would accuse of such an action just went out and gave a all-star free agent, a top-tier free agent, the biggest contract in North American sports history. Which I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, that's a signal of a change in the tides. But the question then becomes, is this good for baseball? Is Manny Machado signing with the San Diego Padres both on just a micro level and looking at what it means for small market teams and large market teams and that whole ecosystem, is this good or bad for baseball? Uh, Probably bad because if... Manny Machado bats around 290, 290-ish. He only has one season with over 100 RBIs, apparently. Then slightly above average baseball players everywhere, they're, especially in a lot of markets, they're going to be like, if he can get 100, 200, $300 million, why can't they get 400, uh, 450? Not bad. I don't know. He's going to get people in the seats, though. Manny Machado, just that name. He can bat 290, hit under 100 RBIs. You're going to bring a lot of th- a lot of people. Yeah, um, you bring Tim Tebow to the AAA. You're bringing people, so you bring a good household. I think Tim name. Tebow brings more seats than Manny Machado. You honestly. might be right, but actually. That's, but, but that's Manny just be, but that's just because baseball, when they have these great young players, does everything wrong and doesn't market them, so Agreed. nobody cares. Agreed. Only baseball fans really know who Manny Machado is. Is Tim Tebow signing to the Padres? Next? Other than the yeah. fact that Manny Machado was a guy who fell on his ass <laughs> and got struck out for the Red Sox to win the World Series, and he's a guy who likes to kick people. Uh, but it's okay. But to me, I mean, okay, I'm going to try and be an optimist because I'm feeling optimistic because it's my anniversary. This is all backwards. And I'm happy, yes, when we're in the upside down. I don't like this. <laughs> Bring the old Jake back. We're not in Kansas anymore. The, I think that, like, optically, this could be good for baseball. If it means that there will be some small market teams that are willing to spend which, once again, I'm not optimistic enough to be like, oh, this is a signal of a change in the tides. But it's at least a step, because that would be great for baseball if all these if all these teams that have been taking and being bad have, would start to spend money, make their teams more competitive, get you to a point where there was a point in the season with the Red Sox this year where I looked at the entire month of July, and they were not playing one series against one team that wasn't even rem- that was even remotely interesting 
And it was like, they're they're playing like eight different teams this month. And now there are eight teams in the MLB that I'm looking at that I'm going, I do not want to watch that team. There's about eight total teams that you do want to watch. Exactly. The yeah. MLB is very top-heavy, and that's because these teams are like, oh, well, we're not going to contend. Let's just suck. Which, from a team-building perspective, that is smart. That is what I would do as a GM. Yeah. I'm a huge proponent of tanking. Yeah. I think Sam Hinkie is a genius. When you have 20 teams that suck, yes. though, good luck getting I, in line. I've been under record for all this. Exactly. But it is bad for the fan. It's bad for the league. It's, it's bad for everything, which is why you need to put rules in place to make it harder. But also, Sam Hinkie is a genius and was robbed. But, nevertheless... If this is what happens and you will get these bad teams, these cheap teams, spending money, getting the big free agents, because I don't really think it's much better if all the top free Well, no, I mean, it is better if all the top free agents are going to, like, New York and L.A. and stuff. Because at least then the top heavy, the top level teams are at least good. Like, at least those top tier teams are at least, like, as good as they could possibly be. But if this is what happens and you get the balance and you get the parity, guess what? I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm not saying Manny Machado is not going to suddenly make the San Diego Padres is revolute. Like it's not going to revolutionize that team. He's not going to get you to a point where you're like, oh, wow, the Red Sox are playing a three game series against the Padres. I, oh, got to tune into that. They got Manny Machado now. I still think they're a sub 500 team this year. No, but at least if this is what at least if these teams maybe stop being cheap. Who else do they, they have on their team? Eric Hosmer. That's the only other player I can name on the Padres. Yeah, okay. that's about it. <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to ask me for a second. I'm like, I know that one. One more. Can't do it. <laughs> Give me three. Give me three Padres. Um, um, there, are, there are only two. Melvin Gordon. <laughs> but no, you have. Jake Peavy. Ah, nice. Kickback. What a team we are. Uh. What a team we are. But no. Like that, you know. What a star like, I don't, like, I don't think I'm like, I'm not like trying to like make like any bold takes here, but yes, if all the teams start trying or more of the teams start trying, that might make the 162 game schedule a little more bearable. It's still not bearable. It's no, still not it's bearable. Way too long. But it's way less bearable way, when you go to July and you're like, all right, they're playing uh, the Padres and then the Royals and then. The Blue Jays, and then the Rays, and then the Orioles, and that's a whole month of baseball. Wow, guess I'm not watching baseball for a month. And then they play the Yankees at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, and the game goes on until 5 a.m. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Yeah, basically. But... Uh, baseball has the worst television schedule I've ever well, seen. Well, we don't need to talk about that. We that, that that's a whole other bevy of issues. I would say though, for one thing, I think if you put the star talent on these smaller markets, if you get, you know, if these big free agent signings don't go to these large market teams, they're still going to fill the seats because they have that that fan base. That's you see, built. I don't. You see, I disagree. I don't think these guys. Don't, care. I don't think these guys carry star power. Right now, not because of them, because of the way the MLB has set them up. No, I don't. Like, maybe, like, more Padres fans will go to games. That, that's what I'm saying. Just because they're like, oh, wow, like, maybe we're trying this year. I think the Red Sox could 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 stink and fill those seats at Fenway. Yeah, because the Red Sox have, like, exactly, a diehard Exactly, that's base. what I'm saying. But that, so, is, that is one of the top five most valuable sports franchises regardless, in the world. regardless, any of these top market That teams, is a very specific fan base. Like, that, you know, that is not emblematic of baseball. Like, God, you have... Well, what's the average Padre game turnout? I don't know, but I can't imagine it's high. Like, I feel like you look in that stadium, it's not low. I don't think they pack. I don't think it's a hot ticket to get a Padre. I think you're like, hey, guys, hey, fellas, fellas, fellas. I was able to score some Padres tickets tonight. I know a guy. You know you know a guy? Got, I got a Padres guy. It's called up the ticket booth. <laughs> you're like, hey, can I have Padres tickets? They're like, oh, God, yes, please have them. <laughs> it's just freaking the ticket booth. They're like, can I buy them? With what? Money? No, you don't need no, any of that. No. 
You don't need any of that to go to a Padres game. <laughs> Just come. Pl- come sit in the stand so we don't look sad. Please. Bring your whole family. Yeah, get your yearbook La- out. Call everybody. Last year, they were 18th in attendance, average at 26,000. That's, yeah. That's Dodgers, that Yankees, and St. Louis led the charge. That's okay. kind of that's predictable, rough. Predictable. Yeah. But it's, What's the last I game? don't think. Miami. You know. Who, oh, yeah, the Marlins. Oh, yeah. No, I 10,000 on average in Miami. That's that's rough. Nobody want to come see the giant, like, clam pearl in the men- in like center field or whatever, wherever it is. Oh, they're yanking that. They yanked that. Going now. Oh God, that's a travesty. That's it. That <laughs> that's a travesty. That one draw they had. Listen, if you're gonna be bad, be as bad as possible. Like do everything wrong if you're gonna be bad. That's the way I look at. It. I'm a man of extremes. Yeah. I like extremes. I do not like mediocrity. So you guys want to go to a Marlins game? Yes, I would love to go to a Marlins game. Yeah, you got. Yeah. <laughs> okay, everybody, cents. everybody, everybody get all the change out of your pocket. Yeah. So we can get. Some, I, I want to get behind home plate. Everybody empty your pocket. Come on, uh, get all the change out of your wallet. with splurging. So we can take the Spirit, the Spirit Airlines flight to Miami. Get like a, get like a, like an Airbnb or whatever. Sit behind home plate. Come yeah. back. That and be whole like, wow, trip. That whole trip's gonna be eleven dollars. Yeah. Wow. Give me the whole trip. And it all came from the, the dollar menu at McDonald's that we ate for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. We re- Everything really. Else I shouldn't house. have gotten that frosty. That really? might have us. That, that might have put us a bit over budget. <laughs> but no. So. Yeah, like I, th- like I would like to think that this would be good for baseball from an optical perspective. Like I would like to think I don't think it does. Yeah, like it- but the whole world's not sunshine and rainbows. No, you're Machado's right. not gonna fill the seats. No, the Padres I, are still well, gonna sink. Well, not even sink. that. I just would like to think that these small. I would love to see these teams start trying to make all of our lives just a little bit easier. You no, know they said they said three hundred million. Good, they can have them. We're gonna suck still. <laughs> but yeah, so they got him. I mean, good on Manny Machado, by the way, because I because by the way, like good for Manny Machado. You get to have all that money to go do nothing and have no expectations in put San on Diego. you. And you also get to hide because everybody likes to give you shit right out. You get to, you get, like, he kind of like fell over during the during the World Series. He's sitting there. He's like, San Diego yeah, doesn't hide. have the Chargers no more, but they have Manny Machado. Yeah. And what, the what fleet. <laughs> but no, like, no, no, fleet. no, like Manny Machado, he, he fell over in the end of the World Series. He's sitting there. He's like, I gotta go hide for a couple of years. I got a $300 million hiding. He's like, I got to go I hide mean, somewhere. I got, I got to get out. But no, it's even. But you know what's even better though? He has a five-year opt-out, which means the manager was like, "Yeah, I'll just, I'll he just has, collect." He has an opt-out. I'll just collect that money and then go like go Please. play somewhere real. Yeah, and then we'll get my ring. Then I'll get his ring. Then Manny Machado, like good for Manny Machado. Like San Diego's a beautiful place. Yeah. I would love to go there and play sub five hundred baseball. Are you kidding me? It's gonna be relaxing by the beach every day. Just no worries. Yeah. Like, oh no, oh I didn't work out enough. I didn't put in one hundred and ten percent at the gym today. The Padres might not make the playoffs now. He could uh, put on a hundred pounds and he's still gonna get his money. He doesn't care. No, like literally, yeah. He'd be like, oh no, I didn't. I ooh, I only did a four sets instead of five. <laughs> Eek might not be able to carry us to the NCLS this year. So, yeah. So that's what's going down with Manny Machado. All right. Anywho, though, you are listening to the Stadium Experience. Second anniversary spectacular. That's right, the second anniversary. We've been here for two years. We can take a quick break here, and when we come back, we will dive into some convos about the NBA All-Star Game, and we will see you all in just a minute. Hey, parents. Finding it hard to communicate with kids in today's world of ever-changing slang? Hi, son. Excuse me? Introducing the Communicizer. Just strap non-toxic Communicizer to your mouth and go from boring old man speak. Oh, you know, I'm here if you want to talk. To 100% off the chain. Text me whenever, yo. It's that easy. Thanks to Communicizer, I'm relevant to my kids again. I mean, 
a fly, boo. And now when you buy Communicizer, you get the auto-tune attachment free. Sounds so hip-hop, your kids will want to talk to you for hours. I used to have to walk three miles uphill to school every morning short day. I love you, Dad. I love you too, son. Communicizer is not available in stores because it doesn't exist. But that's okay. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt Us Kids and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. This is Reba McIntyre for RAD. You know, I see a lot of funny things traveling all over this beautiful country of ours, but one thing that's not very funny is when someone gets in a car trying to drive when they're drunk. Take their keys away from them because friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Right now, nearly 30% of U.S. students aren't finishing high school. In many places, it's even higher than that. And fixing it is a responsibility that we all share. This is President Obama, and I urge everyone to take responsibility for encouraging the high school students in your communities, to support them, challenge them, and do whatever it takes to help them make it through. Do your part by going to BoostUp.org and giving a student the boost that's needed to make it to graduation. A message from the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. This week's episode, Rattlesnake at the Pond. Oh, Johnny, skipping rocks at the pond sure is fun. Hey, look, a moving stick. That ain't a stick. That's a rattlesnake. Sassy, we're in danger. Good idea, Sassy. Go get Mr. Gunderson. You will in a second, but first you'd like to tell us something we may not know about animal shelters in the United States? It's getting close, Sassy. Approximately 8 million pets enter shelters each year? The majority of which are in shelters because of owner-related issues that the animals have no control over? Sassy the rattlesnake! Save us, Sassy! What, Sassy? You wish you were videotaping this? Sassy! Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Remember, adopt! Blasco Smoke Shop is Providence's premier smoke shop and vapor lounge, conveniently located at 1842 Smith Street, North Providence. Glasgow Smoke Shop, the best smoking supplies in all of our eyes. For the best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the gangster rap. So call in at 401-490-0000 for a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. My name is Ruth Rusi. I'm a retired teacher. I'm 91 years old, and this is how I live united. I say retired, but not really. Once a week, I read books to children as part of United Way's education program. Reading to a child creates links between language and literacy. 
It creates a bond between grown-up and child. And believe it or not, it prepares them for a better academic future. Oh, we read about frogs and flies and pigs with wings, all sorts of juicy stuff. It's a joy to watch all those little faces. I figure I have the time and they have the need. And I've always believed that if we're not here to help each other, then what are we here for, really? My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN. WXIN Stadium Experience Second Anniversary Spectacular Here, Jake Elmsley Jordan Moment Joseph A. Griswold, both of them with me And we were just talking some general baseball stuff And I kind of want to stay on the topic of baseball We're going to talk about the All-Star Game But then we realized none of us watched the All-Star Game And don't have a lot to say about the All-Star Game Other than that I still really wish that the That the picking Well, no, I still really I see they they did better this year because they actually got to let you watch LeBron and Giannis pick the teams, but they still didn't do it right, which is all was what you really wanted. But no, 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 no. Even then, though, they didn't do it right though because if you're gonna do it, I want the guys to line up on a court at like a YMCA somewhere, oh yes. and stand there and be picked. And I want to zoom in on their faces. Who gets last? Pick? I want to see who's getting picked last. Oh yeah. I want to watch it. That is human drama. That is something that every fat slob on the couch can relate to. It's the male bachelor. Yes, that's that a, is the best the thing watch. on the planet. I would watch that every day if they did it. I would love it, but no. Instead, they just have a conference call with Scott Van Pelt, and they do a split screen of LeBron and Giannis in like their living rooms or something. No, 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 no. You're going in the right direction, All Star Game. But you're not there yet. Shout out to Scott Van Pelt. You're getting there. Like I want to see Jordan. I think you'd like to see that too. Don't, don't. Would you not enjoy that? One hundred percent. Yes, exactly. Like I want to watch it. I want to see like be like, ooh, Kemba Walker. You're getting picked last. Ooh, who wants Kemba? Or even better, my other idea is that then the year after you do that, and I watch it a thousand times, then the next year you have them pick each other's teams, because that is the meanest form. Of team building on the planet. You guys ever been somewhere and they go, hey, pick each other's teams. That becomes super hurtful super quickly. So. That's how I want the NBA All-Star game to work. But that's just because I'm an adult and want to handle adult things. So those are my only, that, those are my only thoughts on the All-Star game like every year now. Is I want that to happen. I don't watch the game because I don't care about it. And then like LeBron picked a team of free agents because he's recruiting everybody on that team. And... Dwight Howard got spinal surgery, so he's coming back with the Wizards now. Oof. Really need him now to make that playoff push without John Wall. So those are all my NBA thoughts that I have swirling around my head right now. Unless you guys have anything else, there's NBA Minute. No. Celtics play the Bucks tomorrow. Hope they do good. I don't care that Tatum won the skill challenge. Um, it's really funny that Joe Harris won the three-point contest. 
which was a great three-point contest. I will give it that. But anywho, so we'll be moving on now. We're kind of moving back, I guess, back to baseball. We've kind of bridged the baseball divide with that little bit of a little bit of basketball, a little bit of hoops. But the Red Sox have reported, I believe it's just catchers and pitchers right now. If I can look on the calendar. No, excuse me. Spring training starts tomorrow. First spring training game is tomorrow. My God. Opening day is in a month. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. Baseball season starts so soon. We got to start watching baseball again in a month. Oh, no. I mean, I'm not ready. absolutely not. We don't I mean, baseball that. really just ended, if you think about no, it. No, I know. And I got, I got like, I got, the, I'm still, I still got, I still got to be on Watch for the Express to get their first win. Uh well, how about that game? I don't want to get into it, but last minute, you know, yeah, that was classic bad. giving up. The Express collapsed at the end. Absolute. I didn't like, hate to see it. Hate to see it. They got a bench hack. Tell you what, like in the Arizona hot shots. Got, got a bench. Hey, don't jump ship now. <laughs> don't get off the train now, you bandwagoner. I've been an Express fan for a full two weeks. Uh, I'm a real, I'm born, in, I bleed purple and gold. For the Memphis Express. Uh, Memphis Express. But no, so... So spring training's going on right now. Game's open, and the Red Sox still don't have a closer. Their closer from last year is still a free agent because this is baseball, and top free agents are free agents a month before the season starts. What do you think about that? That's ridiculous. I didn't even I wasn't even contextualizing that right in the last segment. We are literally a month away from the regular season. Can you imagine if in like August, right before the first preseason game, teams are still like, hey, Le'Veon Bell is still a free agent. Who's going to scoop him up? Like, ooh, Trey Flowers still a free agent. What are who's going to sign him? We got a whole month to go. So, yeah. So the Red Sox, obviously, like I think all of us here just wanted, didn't really want to bring back Craig Kimbrell. He had a weak postseason. Looking great, and I would I thought the Red Sox were going to bring in you know somebody else in the bullpen. They haven't. So right now you're rolling in with with like Joe Kelly's gone. Thank God, Joe Kelly's gone. The Red Sox didn't pay him, but with Craig Campbell still out there, clearly not getting that ten to twelve million that he was asking for because baseball agents are the boldest people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Do we? Would any either of you like to see Craig Campbell come back if it was on a one year deal? Absolutely not. One year, how much? Like eight million, like decent deal at the market, but only for one year. Because I don't care about how much money you play, you pay a player in a one year deal. I really don't care. Pay a player anything you want if it's a one year deal. But if it's not going to handicap you long term, fine. Like pay him fifteen million if you want him on a one year deal, he'll take it. But would you want to see him back with no Joe Kelly, who apparently was good for like two months? <laughs> yes. Avaldi being resigned, I wouldn't mind it if it was a one year deal. I am no gigantic Craig Kimbrell guy. He felt he had his worst year as a Red Sox this year. But the Red Sox also have not gone out and added any other bodies. Like they didn't go sign like David Robertson or anybody else. Then again, in the Red Sox defense, nobody has signed anybody. But if we look at except the... Except for the Padres. Yeah, except for the Padres. Padres are the winners of the offseason, apparently. Mm-hmm. But if we look at like the, <laughs> the list biggest of... Scoop relievers who are available it's not great you look at the market and like addison reed is still out there 
Nope, this article's from 2018. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's from last year, man. That's what I thought. Like, well, the relievers, like, there, there are none, like, left out there. Besides Craig Kimbrell, who is still apparently the number one ranked reliever on the market. And there are not really, there are never really any relievers available because teams don't just give away relievers. You need those. It's true. <laughs> in case your starting pitcher gets tired. Uh, it's true because yeah. that's why they come in relief. Because you can't expect the starting baseball pitcher to go nine innings. No. Or I'll go more than you. like six. Hundred pitches, you're done. Take, you got you got you got the next four days off. No work for you. Mm-hmm. I would love that. I would love to have a job where I have to work once every like four days. Just come in like, do your hour and a half of work, and be like, all right, see y'all on uh Sunday. Be back. Gonna go home. We go take like a nice bath. We go eat some spinach or smoke because it's baseball. It's, oh, <laughs> yeah, probably smoke. I don't know how good a shape you have to be in to be a be a pitcher like. Not gonna, at all. Gonna keep my arm away from it though, so it's okay. Except sometimes you got a bat. NL, yeah, you gotta hold a bat over your shoulder. Yeah, you just gotta. But like, bunt. don't don't actually swing though. Might f might f up your shoulder. Yeah, just just bunt, just bunt. <laughs> just stand there with it. Just take the L. It's okay. Exactly. Maybe they walk you. Just get hit by the pitch. That's it's it. fine. Just just get it with your get it with your chest. Just don't. <laughs> just gotta be heavy set like Bartolo Colon. That's true. You could. That's it. They play till you're like 70. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Still in the league. Just hit the strikes on it. I'll pay you a couple million dollars. Throw six innings, call it a day. <laughs> and just do that every year until like you can collect Social Security, then you can retire. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Glenn, like, listen, if I make it to 62, I don't have to work a day in my life. These guys don't get it. They don't. If you get to 62, you can start getting. Is Martel Colon a citizen? Oh, wow. We're going there. Should right? be. I'm pretty sure he is. Is he? Yeah. He has to be to get paid, or at yeah. least be a permanent resident. Yeah, but I don't think you get, you don't get Social Security if you're just a permanent, if you're just on a work visa. Like, he needs Social Security. Maybe he does. Maybe that's Well, if you have point. a Social Security number and you pay Social Security, uh, mm, I don't know, yeah. actually. He's getting paid in Big Macs. No, they don't give you, like, a Social Security card number with the green card. If you're collecting income in the U.S. and it, if you're collecting taxable income, they give you really Social Security number. The stadium experience yeah. with Social Security talk. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because they, they still charge you payroll tax. I don't know if you get it, but they still tax This is tax. why we keep you. This they is why still, I keep you around, Jordan. Still tax you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Down to our tax Good. analyst. Yeah. I'm glad to know Jordan. because I, so I yes. keep forgetting to uh to renew that. So yes, those 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 undocumented immigrants, they are paying they're paying payroll taxes yeah. and they're contributing to the social security system. Ah, wow. I thought that illegal immigrants were taking all my jobs. No. Taking all my jobs as a MOP pitcher. <laughs> Yo, yes. Well, actually, in baseball, there, there might be an argument. <laughs> all righty. Getting spicy here on the second anniversary. <laughs> but no, nah, no, nah, the, the, the influx of foreign talent has been one of the best things for baseball in the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine if it was a game of all American-born baseball players? It would be atrocious. Just a bunch of dudes eating dip and just yeah, frosting their tips. I don't know. Shaving the sides of their heads. I don't it's, know. It's fair. Listening to Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen during practice in high school. Not even remotely being aware of the irony. Yeah. So that was the thing that the, set the, that the baseball team at Portsmouth High School did during one of their practice. They have Glory Days playing. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Are you guys like listen to this song? Is this ironic? <laughs> what is this? Listen to a song about being a washed up baseball player? What is this? From high school? What are you doing? This is sad. Stop being so self-aware. Portsmouth High School baseball team. 
it's only fair, Drake. You you overthrow a regime in Latin America, they send you six or seven baseball players a year. Yeah, that that's in the contract. When yeah, you that's how global that's how globalization works, Jake. What are you <laughs> that, talking about, that's man? That's in the contract. Yeah, you, you, the U.S. is doing a lot of Jesus Christ. We're not going to occupy you as long as you send us nine Latin <laughs> Listen, baseball how many, players. How many guys a year? you have that can throw yeah. ninety five <laughs> miles per hour? Yeah. Number one export in Cuba, cigars. Number two export, <laughs> right fielders. Professional baseball players. <laughs> right fielders. fielders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Look that up on the World Bank stats. Uh, <laughs> Number two export baseball players. Uh, oh, God. Dingers. Yep. The number two export is dingers. And you think we invade for oil? It's not. Oh, God. Okay. The world is a cr- uh, crazy place. Well, Truly absurd. How do we come back from that, Jake? Ah, <laughs> I'm trying to think of how. <laughs> he, he was going to sit here and silence for a second. We're just going to reflect on what we've just done. Yes. Uh. Going to sit here and think about our think about our words for a minute. <laughs> sure we don't do anything else stupid. Yeah, good, Joe. Yeah, sit in the corner. <laughs> just just think. <laughs> bye, bye, Joe. No, you're already tied into this, Joe. You're not getting out of this. If you go down, you're going down. But... Yeah, so that's um, that's that's why illegal immigrants are not stealing your jobs. Yes, because they also pay into social security. <laughs> yes, and they and that's why populism is dangerous and destructive. <laughs> yes, so and stealing money from FEMA to build the border wall changes nothing. It is incredibly unconstitutional. <laughs> yes, which is why sixteen states are suing the federal government. It's for true. Doing so I put it in the news brief. Yep, I read it in the news brief. Oh, it's great. It's a great bit of news. Not Rhode Island though. Not Rhode Island. Not Rhode Island. Rhode Island is not suing the federal government to the California s- s- Northern District Court. Ooh, and going to the Ninth Circuit, they got some traction there. That's the, that's the that's the lefty that's the lefty circuit. <sighs> okay, we take another quick break here. <laughs> when we come back, we'll have our first guest of the af- of the evening, sports. Of, of the afternoon on. <laughs> yes, well, ho- hopefully you have a guest who will who will write the ship a little bit. <laughs> Not going to be a long break, just a short one, but we'll all be back. We're just going to think about who we are as people for a second. (laughs) And we'll be back in just a few minutes with the Stadium Experience Second Anniversary Spectacular. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever ever had had sudden sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, speaking, or or understanding understanding someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Hey, how you doing, everybody? I'm Brian McKnight for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Give your keys to a friend, because friends don't let friends drive drunk. you like a dream come true. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council.
best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the gangster rap. So call in at 401-490-0000 for a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We've been married 38 years, we're retired, and this is how we live united. We play golf and we travel, but we also decided we were going to give to and volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. I do the nursing at the clinic. I work the front office, checking in patients, greeting them, making them feel comfortable. United Way is how we contribute, because we know our time and money are going to the right places the places that need it most and implement it best. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement too. We even get a few bless yous. It's incredible. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. So we don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. It's not the size that matters, it's the pleasure it provides. WXIN-FM. Ninety point seven WXIN Stadium Experience, second anniversary spectacular. Jake Elmsley here, Jordan Moment, Joseph Griswold alongside me, and calling in today, calling in right now, will be our first guest of the day. We've been talking a lot of baseball up to this point, little little bit of MLB stuff, little little bit of how international visas work in the American tax system. But now joining us, talks and Patriots, we have my good friend Kenny Doyle. Editor-in-Chief at GuyBostonSports.com. And how are you today, Kenny? I'm, I'm doing great. Things are good. The Steelers' are dysfunction continues. It's, a, it's a awesome to watch. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> just uh, considering that team, everybody t- seemed to figure out that Big Ben isn't exactly the greatest person in the world. So things are going good. It only took him calling out his teammates in the media and nothing else. They were okay with some other stuff, but once you st- start not properly taking accountability for your on-field mistakes, ooh, Big Ben, you might not be a nice guy anymore after all. Yeah. yeah. Took that specifically. So we want to talk a little bit. I want to try and eh, do some Like The last two weeks have kind of been the same way, and I, I've been talking about this off air with these guys. It's been like a lot of like little stuff, which makes kind of formatting a show kind of weird. But yeah, like in the world of sports, in the last two weeks, really, like last week, it's just been a lot of little things. I don't really know how to talk about in like any big amount of way, but it does lead to variety, which is fun. And that, and one thing that's coming is that Rob Gronkowski, who really for the entire regular season looked cooked, like looked like this was going to be his last year, or at least looked like retiring was the right decision. Who then had 
a great post, at least a great AFC Championship game and a great Super Bowl. And they didn't have a great, uh, they have a great divisional round game. But still, it's been reported, well, it's been stated by his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, that he's still mulling over his retirement decision and that a decision will probably be coming within the next two weeks Ooh. or in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully before free agency begins so the Patriots know whether or not they'll have that cap space to work with or what they'll have to do with him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So basically I will turn it over to you fellas, whichever order you want to go in. Well, we'll start with you, Kenny. What, okay. do, what do you think will happen and what do, would you want to see happen? With Rob Gronkowski, um, I, I I don't I haven't the faintest idea what's going to happen at this point. I mean, Gronk has been all over the place this season and all over the place really his whole career. So I have no idea what to expect from him. But as far as what I want to happen, I he should retire. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm really hoping he retires. The Patriots, for one thing, need the money uh, that he's going to free up for different moves they're going to make, whether that's re-signing Trey Flowers, re-signing Trent Brown, or going after apparently one of these receivers they're interested in. Um, but Gronk, if we're going to get the player that we got last season, which there's no reason to expect we're not at this point, there's no reason to expect that Gronkowski is going to become the player that we had hoped to see his whole career and this Hall of Famer. And, you know, of course it'd be nice to see him add to those stats. But, look, Gronk's a Hall of Famer at this point. He's not worth the money he's going to need to be paid, and it's just not worth keeping him around. So if I have, if I have to pick one, I am hoping for him to retire in the coming days because it's just not worth having him on the roster at that, that salary cap money at this point. And do we have any disagreement from the from the rest of the panel here? No. That's the best thing for the Patriots. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I I kind of always all season was kind of predicting that like he was gonna do something in the postseason just by nature of just like, you know, like being able to go balls to the wall and like know that these are your last couple of games. And we got that. And the note that Gronk went out on, because he like I said, it was kind of sad to watch him a lot of this year. He was okay, but he wasn't the player we know. And now, you know, we've been hearing, oh, he was the healthiest he was all season in the postseason. Honestly, unless, that is, unless that's true, and that's just not, you know, a bunch of crap, maybe it is true, and maybe Gronk can still play another year. I would, I would just like to see the player go out on top if we're going to get yeah. what was 2018, the 2019 regular season Rob Gronkowski. I would like to kind of mm. see that be, you know, I don't want to see that again. I'd rather just see him go out, get a Super Bowl ring, and then give the team the money. Now, that being said, it's not exactly like losing Gronk is a plus for this team. This team would then, unless you want this team to be stuck with Dwayne Allen as your starting tight end, this no. team has had success without Gronk in the past, obviously. But then what does this team have to do? Do they, they probably have to do they have to repurpose their offense dramatically, go out and get other guys who they need? Not necessarily go get another tight end, but do they need to then what do they do to make sure the offense is still in a good position? Because obviously the offense, we saw in the Super Bowl that they have some problems that can be worked out. Well, look, I mean, you know, you said the team had success in the past without Gronk, and that's true, uh, when they had another top five tight end in the NFL and Martellus Bennett on their team, right? So you need to find a way to replace them regardless of how you're going to do that. I mean, you, you know, and Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, I love Martellus Bennett. Hey, you know, call him up, see if he wants to come back. I know he's I having a do. great career right in children. I tried to get him on the show before. He doesn't answer my tweets. I well, look. yeah, I mean, look, so they, they win the Super Bowl without Gronk. Yeah, they had Martel Bennett. He actually set them up. He was the one that had to go do the pass interference penalty to set him up on the one for that game-winning, uh, you know, touchdown, which I'm honestly surprised that a lot of uh, the non-Patriots Nation NFL fans out there have not complained about more the fact that the Super Bowl basically ended on a pass interference call. I'm I'm stunned. I thought if that anything like that ever happened in any Super Bowl for any team, 
that it would be outrageous that a pass interference penalty yes, the did city, that. But, the city I mean, of Atlanta is not suing the NFL. No, 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 no. Is that is New Orleans suing the NFL? Yep, or the Saints okay. are. Because people are I, stupid. I, I, but yeah, so, I didn't, I didn't realize that. No, yeah. Anyway, so they, you know, uh, they, they should be suing Drew Brees for throwing a uh, pick in overtime, as I mentioned last time. Hey, year, but man, you're uh, you know, preaching the choir on that. Yeah. So, but listen, you know, I think that yeah. As far as options, people have brought up the draft. They they need to go after some a tight end in the draft. I just don't think that's like don't viable. Come out of it doesn't anymore. look like. Yeah, I mean, Irv Smith is a guy a lot of people have brought up as a possible option out of Alabama. It's someone they could bring in. It's just I, I don't know if a rookie tight end is gonna you know nurse your problem at that position. Yeah, maybe you can draft him, but spending a first round pick on a guy. I mean, look at the tight ends that are taken in the first round. And look at what they do in the first couple of years. Yeah, Eric Ebron did great. Once he had Andrew Luck, who, mind you, made Dwayne Allen look like a capable tight end. Because for whatever reason, Andrew Luck can work with any tight end on planet Earth. So, yeah, he made Eric Ebron look good. But when he was with the Lions, Matt Stafford, he was garbage. David Njoku, I mean, maybe was a little better this year. O.J. Howard hasn't done anything with the Bay Buccaneers. Well, first like... round tight ends. Mm-hmm. Well, it just seems like overall that the tight end position is just a really thin position in the NFL overall. Like it feels yeah, like there's maybe yeah. like a handful of good tight ends, like good. Plus. I mean, there's only ever really two great ones, right? Gronk and Jimmy Graham, and Gronk and Travis Kelsey, and that's been it for the last like ten years, right? Like, if you want to go like the Husker Jimmy Graham, I think he's good. Like, he's not even like Charles Clay just got signed. Like, that was the best free agent tight end. <laughs> Are tight ends the Sith yeah. Lords of the NFL? Yes, it can only be two. Okay. There, there was a harsh rule of two enforced on tight ends. Yes, Jordan, you're very right. But, and then. Nope, not gonna say it. Nope, not gonna say it. Nobody say it. Nobody say what I'm thinking. Anyway, continue. <laughs> to continue on. So then the Patriots looking at, and obviously, like, like I said, I don't say they need the one for one replace the tight end because guess what? Like that's not an easy position to invest in. That's not an easy position to replace. Like you can bring in some big fat guy who's a good blocker, but you're yeah, not I... gonna you're not gonna be able to run the same kind of offense. But that being said, they do need more. You know, they could stand to add some more talent on offense. And two guys who have been thrown around the last couple of days. Have been. We talked about a little bit about this last week. We didn't really get into though. Antonio Brown is a guy who people keep linking to the Patriots, or at least a guy people keep saying they yep. would like to see on the Patriots. And then also in the last few days, there have been just things popping out out of nowhere. And I'm not trying to say this is a concrete thing, but there's been a little bit of rumblings that Odell Beckham Jr. might be traded, or that the Giants might be interested in trading him, and that Odell Beckham would be interested in coming to the New England Patriots. Now, both yep. of those players are not, you know, the sorts of players. They usually get moved. You usually don't see players who are at that age get moved with three, four years left on their deal, which is why. I, but what do you make of that? Would you want either of those guys or either of you two want either of those guys? Like, where do we stand on Odell Beckham Jr., on Antonio Brown, on costs? just like that whole concept. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, Antonio Brown, uh, this is what I would say to people, just give up on it. Okay, Antonio Brown isn't coming here. I mean, the Steelers would rather, you know, I think disband their team than trade you Antonio Brown. Like, you're not getting Antonio Brown from the Steelers. I think that's a ridiculous thing for people to think that the Steelers are just going to, after years of you tormenting them and preventing them from getting to the Super Bowl with the three, you know, killer bees and all that well, stuff, that you, well, they're you just going to give you. You see, Kenny, Belichick actually wanted to make the new Antonio Brown was going to want to leave. So he purposely lost the game against the Steelers so they wouldn't hate you as much. Ooh, I see. That's I see. the conspiracy. So maybe like, oh, yeah, I oh we'll give him the you guys. You guys need him. I, you know, I don't think that worked after you won the Super Bowl. I'm guessing the Steve, that kind of uh, erased anything you yeah, did by giving the Steelers the, the win. 
Belichick didn't right, yes. stick to the strip. Yeah, how yeah. dare him not win the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah he, had a, he had a tank in the yeah, rest of the season. That was the play. Right, so, but, no, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I do, like, entirely agree that the Steelers would never do. I think the Steelers would rather trade him to, like, the Ravens than trade him to the Steelers. Like, there was a report out there that said that the Steelers went, well, we're looking to trade Antonio Brown. Steelers looking to trade Antonio Brown, exploring options for all teams except for NFC North teams, comma, and the Patriots. Yeah. Like, this team that's so, not uh, in our yeah. division. And the Patriots. But, nope, no Patriots. Right. Not getting him. Yeah. So, listen, I, so, as, but as far as Odell Beckham goes, I have long been a fan of Odell Beckham Jr. I know a lot of people, um, that's kind of you know, not the popular opinion. A lot of people look at Odell and see him as a problem and, you know, look at the whole thing with uh, going out in, on that Miami boat when, ahead of the playoff game in Green Bay and all this stuff. But listen, Odell Beckham Jr. is talented. He is unbelievable. You, he, he can take a slant route to the house like few, few players can do. It might just be him and Antonio Brown, that's it. Like o- Odell is an extremely talented wide receiver. And it's funny because the whole report is that, the, you know, the Giants heard the Patriots wanted him and, you know, ran for the hills like, oh, the Patriots want him. That means he must be good. Like, that means we must keep him. And my advice to NFL teams would be just because the Patriots want somebody doesn't mean he'll be good with you. Do you think well, if another yeah. team got Kyle Van Noy or if the Lions kept Kyle Van Noy, he would have been good for but them? But also, or do are you there teams who beforehand were going, oh, we don't know if Odell Beckham Jr. is good. I mean, yeah. I think that that's pretty clear that he is good. I don't right. think anybody, yeah. that is far from the problem with Odell Beckham Jr. But now, and then people have been throwing around like, oh, like the Patriots, you can't, you don't have, you don't have anybody to give them. You got to give them like starters or something. No, that's right. not the case. If the Giants are interested in trading Odell Beckham Jr., they are rebuilding, which they're still doing right now. But now they're going to be rebuilding even more, which means they're going to want picks. And the Patriots do have pretty phenomenal ammo in this draft. They They have one first. They have two seconds, three thirds. And guess what? For a team to trade a player on a contract like Odell Beckham Jr., I don't think that's going to cost you a first. I'm going to be honest. Really? Now, the Antonio, the Antonio, whatever they get for Antonio Brown, I know is going to be super low. And nobody's going to get it. They're not going to get a lot. The Steelers are not going to get a lot for Antonio Brown. I guarantee. Yeah, look, look the difference there is that the Steelers they can't have to keep Antonio Brown. The Giants still could. Th- that keep is the difference. They, will probably, they would probably get more. But even then, to trade a player with that much money on his deal that long, you're going to have to give a team something or at least let a team give you less for you to take that contract away from them, regardless of how talented the player is. That's why you you don't see players on contracts that long and that big get moved, ever. You never see it, unless it's like an out the next season or something. Teams don't do it. Yeah. Because they don't want to take on those kind of contracts that radically affect their ability to build their team for a few years, so... I don't even think Odell would cost you an obnoxious amount of money. I know that Amari Cooper just got a first-round pick, but that's a year and a half at very reasonable money that he was traded for. So, yeah, sure. like I think that, like I do think that like if the Giants were to want to trade Odell, the Patriots would have the ammo to potentially make that happen. Which well, I would prefer listen, to last see. year last year they were reportedly asking for two firsts for Odell. Yeah, and they're not so, going to get that. No I, team's ever going to trade two firsts for anything. Except no, for like Khalil but Mack. I think that yeah, well, but I think that one first is probably still on the table and I think if I was the Patriots I'd probably yeah, you know, you can have the 30-second pick, and that's kind of where I'd sit at my offer. I wouldn't be surprised 
if he was moved for a first and a second from the Patriots. Because ask last year was two firsts. So I'm just I'm just preparing the the table here. If, if that was the ask last year, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a first and a second this year, considering how low the first will be. Look, they, I mean, they traded Brandon Cooks for a first round pick, uh, you know, in March. And I I think in hindsight, you can look at that and say, well, the plan was trade that first for Brandon Cooks and then give it to the Giants for Odell Beckham, or at least package it oh. with something else for Odell Beckham, considering you know how everything worked out or and all the reports that are coming out. So you trade Isaiah Wynn. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. Now. Well, you know, they do need offensive line now. Maybe, they, maybe they're looking to replace Nate According Boulder. to you, the Achilles doesn't matter for a left tackle. I, you know, I, you know, I, they don't have to move around a lot. So, but yes, you know, yes, I, yes, I, I do, do think that that's the kick step foot, man. It's the kick step. Well, foot. some of the Patriots ones. Do. Trent Brown was very mobile, very impressive. But uh, you know, generally speaking, they'd have to move around far less than every other position. So, I mean, you know, I still think I, I, I still have faith in Isaiah Wynn at, at very least as. You drafted this guy in the first round. Let him start. You know, don't waste your first round pick just because. Well, it's not a waste. You traded for Odell. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't think the Giants are going to take Isaiah Wynn for Odell Beckham Jr. That's just, I don't know if that's a hot take, but that's just my opinion. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, you know, look as far as the player goes, a lot of people say you know he's a problem. He's a locker room problem. He, he can't, wouldn't last on the Patriots. Look, this is a team that had Randy Moss. I understand people are going to look at it and say they didn't win a championship with him. If their defense got a stop, they would have won a championship with him. You know, so, yes. They also so, had a guy look, who was I mean, actively murdering people while a part of the team. They also yeah, had Josh so, Gordon. He wasn't murdering him in the locker room. In no, his but when, oh, he was when he was a part of the team. Right. And so, then there could only you know, be the, two. I think the general thing <laughs> here is that There could only be two good Odell, tight ends and a new one had to come out. You know, not that I necessarily buy into this logic, but people have come out and say, you know, a lot of NBA players, I think, just made a, a whole video about saying, hey, you know, Odell is, people look at Odell and say he's a problem, but people look at Tom Brady and say he's passionate, you know, and, yeah. you know, I don't think there's, I don't know how much truth I think there is in that, but I do think Odell is very competitive and wants to win and, you know, put him with no. a quarterback that isn't Eli Manning. And I think that, you know, you'll see a drastic improvement in his play. And I think no, that be, you know, he no, that, actually has the talent to be the best wide receiver in the NFL. No, and so being, I'd, love, I'd love to see him in New England. Now that being said, like, Tom Brady doesn't, like, grab people from the neck from behind after a play because, you know, he's mad at them and tries to... But, yeah, like, I, I get right. it. No, like, I, I, don't, I don't think, like, it's that... Like, I don't think he's so much of, like, a locker room cancer that bringing him onto your team would, like, make you worse... The same way I don't think I don't really care if Antonio Brown is a quote locker room cancer. Like bring it on. Like they can deal with it. Like I know like it didn't work out with if Josh anything, Gordon, but that was different. If anything, like, I think Bill Well, if anything, I think Bill Belichick would prefer the you know, Odell Beckham Jr. to the guy who's posting Facebook live videos of their, you know, post game uh, locker room. So uh, but, you know, but I think, Antonio Brown would fit would fit the team so bad so well. Yeah, you know, I think the the shine of the Steelers and kind of the, the you know the, still the pristine that that franchise still it does never have existed. Of, Don't get me started. Look, I think that that kind of makes Antonio Brown look a little better than he is. Yeah, I think no, it's I, back to Antonio Brown. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Like you're pissing off me. You're, you're, or not a little better, not a little more talented. I'm sorry, a little more um, locker room friendly, I guess, if that's yeah, the, the phrasing we want to use. Again for fourth. Yeah, you know, I I just think that I don't think it's gonna cost that much. To try. I really don't think to get, like it seems to get more than a fourth or a third for him. I really don't think so. Well, I'd have him sit the bench before I, get him. I just gave him up for a fourth. That's stupid. 
I'd cut him before I give him up for a fourth. That's stupid. Then you don't get a pick. Then you don't get anything. No, he'll he'll draw at least a a second. No, he won't. A second. Why would you give them a second? It's like, okay, cool. Oh, you don't want it? Okay. Have fun with him not doing anything. Have fun with now having your best player sit out the whole year after last year when your second best player sat out the whole year. Well, right. I I think you're disregarding, though. uh, I think you're just, Jake, I I think you're disregarding the fact that teams could end up bidding war for him. The Niners pit the Niners and the Colts against each other. You'll get a second. They're smarter than that. They'll know what's going on, I hope. They're like, no, we're not going to do that either. We're not going to be in your bidding war. No, this is the NFL front office. The next thing you know, it'll be a first and a second, and Antonio Brown's off. He'll be like, um, and then we should draft a 5'10 guy in the first round, speaking of that. So, and now there have been, there's been a swarm of people to completely change gears. There's been an upswell of people last couple of, a little while since mock draft season started. Well, mock draft season starts after the draft ends, but normie mock draft season has started. And... With that, there have been people linking the Patriots to Kyler Murray. Now, I'm at a point why I just don't want to see the Patriots draft a quarterback until Tom Brady's gone. Just yeah. maximize the window, develop a guy later. I don't care. Like, just, I, they can suck for a year. Just spend all your picks on players that'll help them now. And that includes not drafting guards who are going to play left tackle and running backs in the first round, but it's fine. But the people linking Kyler Murray to the Patriots and... I don't think he's going to fall that far in all seriousness. I think no. that, that he will end up going in the top 10 because he's a quarterback in a bad quarterback class and teams will wind up like getting like a little too excited and pull the trigger at like seven overall. But would Kyler Murray be a fit for the Patriots if conceivably if it could happen because Lamar Jackson fell to the Patriots last year and that's obviously, you know, not a quarterback who can run the Patriots system, whatever that means. But I wanted right. Lamar Jackson there. I know you wanted Lamar yeah. Jackson there, Jordan. I certainly wanted him more than a running back. So how do we feel about Kyler Murray? Well, I'm not saying he's a similar player to Lamar Jackson, but at least it's similar to the point that he's like sort of a unique talent at that position. Yeah, I think, you know, Kyler Murray, uh, you know, you look at it last year, and they, they wanted Baker Mayfield, according to all reports. So, you know, if you have the chance to get Kyler Murray, I think they'll jump at that. A lot of people kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of the whole narrative that he's too small because I heard that about, you know, Baker Mayfield, too. I've heard it about a lot of yep. different quarterbacks. You, you heard about Johnny Manziel, who, hey, people can say, I was pooping right on that. Well, it wasn't because he was small. Right it was because to... he was bad and didn't know how to play football. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's the general point, that size for quarterbacks doesn't matter anymore. It, 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 what matters is if you're good or you're bad. Because, you know, I, I, you just either a good quarterback or you're not. But you're not going to fail because you're small or succeed because you're tall. There are plenty of tall quarterbacks that have fizzled out as well. I don't. I think probably the percentages work out. Maybe a few, like, you know, just smaller guys get less chances at quarterback. So every time a smaller come, guy comes around and he's bad, it's like, well, you can't play quarterback if you're that small. And the fact it's is that Kyler Murray... confirmation bias. Is yeah, that what you're you know, saying? I, so I... I I don't think height matters at the position anymore. I don't. And I, I don't think if a team looks at Kyler Murray and says he's too small to play the position, that GM should be fired because that, that's just not the case anymore. Uh, Kyler Murray is going to su- fail to succeed because he's a good quarterback or he's not. And, you know, so regardless of that, I'd love the Patriots to take him, but I think you're right. I don't think he's going to fall this far. You know, people are talking about Daniel Jones out of Duke as a, another guy. I, I haven't watched much of him yet. So, you know, I'll watch him more because we can get pushed for the draft. accomplish so. anything. Oh, boy. Yeah, it, He's like Josh so, Allen or Patrick, well, or, or Patrick Mahomes, if you want to look at it that way. So, you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't know exactly what they're going to get if they if they look into guys like that. I would prefer, honestly, that they kind of trade their picks for trade picks for next Josh year Rosen. and look for, 
look for, you know, a quarterback in next year's draft because I think next year is the real, you know, Jake Fromm, Tua Talualoa, uh, how we oh, pronounce well, that. Well, and, don't get me started on Jake Fromm now. Well, don't don't go get me. I don't get me frothing at the mouth over Jake Fromm, please. But Trevor Lawrence. Okay, well, I, I I think next year is the quarterback draft that you want to be in. This old, year, I'm not. They're gonna have the old well. Georgia backfield. Is that yes, Bill Belichick's could. master yeah. plan? <laughs> Maybe. Bring Malcolm Mitchell back. Yep. His knee will be oh, healed wow. by then. Got Isaiah Win out front. Maybe Georgia's the new Rutgers. Is Georgia the new Rutgers? Ooh. Rutgers South. Rutgers South. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia University. <laughs> they are, like, Shiano's not at Rutgers anymore. He's here. Like, you, you got to find a new school, Bill. Yeah. You got to find a new school Kirby you love. Smart. What? Kirby Smart's the, the new coordinator in 10 years now. Once Georgia fizzles out. I like this. Uh, we're penciling him in. I like this. Yeah, sign him up. Him, he'll be Maybe here. he's the new head coach once Bill Belichick leaves. No, nope, nope. Just new DC. Bill Belichick will still be here. <laughs> He'll be on life support. He'll be like, Tom hasn't retired. I can't retire either. <laughs> we got to outlast him. We're locked you know, his, it is interesting. We're locked in this eternal duel for immortality. Ooh. I think it is an, an interesting because there's always been this feel of they're chasing something, whether it's most co- titles by a quarterback, most titles by so- someone else. They're at six now, and they're tied with the Jordan Bulls. And it does feel like they're kind of done, right? This is, they've done all they yeah, need to do. They, they're chasing they're, they're spiting the each coach, other. Greatest quarterback ever. They cha- I mean, is is there really anything left? It, yes, it feels like without this, each this other. kind of state of... Yeah, I know. That's the only... They, so the only people they have to left, left to compete against is themselves. Exactly. Or each other. Which is why they're just both going to play until they both die to spite one another. I'm telling you what's happening. I'm telling you. They're not, I, I they're, do feel they're like not going out don't gracefully, feel, neither of them. You brought up the feeling after the Super Bowl and after, you know, that there just doesn't feel like that much buzz, right? It, it doesn't feel like there's that much excitement or that much buzz around the team. I think that's because people look at it and say, there's this just feeling of apathy. Like, uh, okay, you know, the, the, this is it. They, was, they, they, they climbed the mountain. They're at the top of the mountain, and that's it. And, and I think your argument is now that Bill and Brady are just trying to, you know, find anything left to climb, like trying to climb on top of each other. So one of them is standing above the other, like All you know. All empires crumble that, from within. Ooh, they are the mountain. I think that's what you have left. You have Bill and Brady both standing at the top the of the mountain. The mountain becomes a to, volcano and explodes. Trying to stand on the other one so they can be at the very top. That's what you have. Yes, no, like I'm telling, like, like anytime anybody has ever said, "Oh, they're gonna retire together," nope. No chance. Uh, Zero chance that ever happens. The ego of men. Zero chance. They will both go like, like Bill will go back and like coach the Giants and Brady will go play QB for like the Vikings before they go out together. Are you kidding me? 10 out of 10. I have said that all a billion times. A billion times. I have no belief that those two are going out together or that either of them are retiring anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Look, I, I think that in, I think this year it seemed like that kind of fight uh, was at least lessened or, you know, it didn't seem that uh, as aggressive as it did the year prior when Jimmy Garoppolo was in the mix. Oh, sure. Like, so, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, affect him during the season, but, like, in terms of, like, their decision-making. No. Yeah, maybe. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that it's completely out of the question. I don't think that I, – I, I, I don't know if they're – thinking about each other as much as they were before. I don't know if, they, if I think Tom is going to retire at 45, regardless of anything. Bill, I don't know. Bill could, 
Bill could keep going as long as he wants. I think a lot of things are going to change his mindset in the coming years. Where, you know, com, you know his his relationship with his wife, his kids. He obviously wants to probably do a better job setting them his up. His kids are there. More years to kind of. Uh, yeah, I think no, no, no. I'm saying I think he wants to do a better job of establishing them in NFL circles. So I think that you know he that might take a few more years if he really wants to establish them, walk away, and make sure that they can get head coaching jobs or not head coaching jobs, but assistant jobs in other you know NFL kind of uh, you know places. Uh, I think that you know he's going to have to work a little harder to do that. But you know I, I don't know. I don't know exactly. Yeah, if I'm I think mindset is a year-to-year thing. Kids. I think Tom has drawn a line in the sand, and Bill's more of a year-to-year kind of see where he's at type of thing. Yeah, I would not be. I would never hire Belichick's kids if I'm another organization. I don't even hire his assistants at that point. Are you kidding me? Because I think that they've been carried by him too much. I'm not hiring his kids, and somebody will do it. It won't work. That won't work at all. No, no. I mean, no, the head when coach. Steve, but hey, you want to Belichick coach, a you can DC. have a. When Steve Belichick yeah, is Steve a DC Belichick. of like. Like the Vikings, and it doesn't work at all. It just falls apart. Why, why you have everybody going to the Vikings? Yeah, Tom Brady and Steve Belichick right. together. I don't know. With it's, the like my, it's like my go-to. Like I'm thinking because I'm thinking about the Memphis Express, purple and gold, baby. That's why I keep bringing up the Vikings. It just thinking about Brett Favre. You want to go somewhere to end your career? Go to the Vikings. You want to be sad? Yeah. Or careers go to die. Well, no, the Cardinals. Yeah, Brady will be on the card. Oh, that's the real team where oh. quarterback go to die. <laughs> that's upstate. Brady and Larry Fitzgerald finally play together. Oh, oh, that's true. The husk of Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Still gets 80 receptions. Yeah. <laughs> Has a career year with Brady. It's Brady, it's Brady, Larry Fitz, and Charles Clay. That's all you need. Championship roster to me. That's a team. I like it. <laughs> Got Cliff Kingsbury. Brady just goes somewhere with the worst coach possible. To yeah, prove Kingsbury a point. knows nothing. Brady's like, all right, who is, who is the, who's your coach? Kingsbury. Good. 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 <laughs> He'll get a huge extension after yeah, they win the Super Bowl. Just wants to go somewhere with the worst coach, years, coach imaginable. 50 million. 25 years. Signing Tom Brady to an extra 25 years. Getting that Manny Machado 60, contract. 65. <laughs> Trying to do this start collecting. Still 40 Tom, touchdowns, 6,000 yards. Yeah, Tom Brady collecting Social Security, playing quarterbacks for the Balling Cardinals. out. Oh, God. <laughs> or moved into the retirement home. <laughs> He's in the home already. Yeah. All right, got to sign out. <laughs> yeah. My get, coach can pick me up to sign me out of the he home. He has to get his kids to sign him out to go play the games. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Dad. <laughs> You're playing the Seahawks today. Uh, <laughs> I might see you later. <laughs> Sign you up on the guest book. Now you have to stay with him all day. I will. I'll be on the sideline. I'm on the team. <laughs> it's like the, the long snapper. <laughs> no, the long slappers are just like Belichick's grandkids or something. <laughs> if they still have like kicks by then. Yeah, maybe Bill Belichick uh, will actually look like uh, that, you know, the, the, whoever that Star Wars character that people always uh, link him to. The, what maybe Star Wars character? Kenny, what is this? Are you not in my, are you, you don't not, know that, Are you not involved in our deep Belichick Sith Lord lore? It, it, yes, he'll he actually exactly look like that. Palpatine, he'll be completely yes. bald. He'll be a little shriveled up in in the hoodie, and he'll just look exactly like that once he's ready Belichick's to retire like when he's ninety five and coaching. We like twenty thirty five, and Belichick's gonna have like Doc Ock arms <laughs> to like carry him around everywhere. Yeah. Josh McDaniels is still waiting for his chance to become the head coach. He's turned down five other head coaching jobs with five, five new jobs. Andrew Lux. <laughs> he just left. He keeps coming back. He's boomer like a boomerang. 
Patricia's yeah, just that's, like that's what the future holds for the Patriots, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, so that's um that that's why you shouldn't hire Belichick's kids. Because the real article is going to outlast them in the league. Ooh, there's a take. Will Belichick outlast his kids in the league? Will they be out of a job before Belichick retires? Maybe. Mm, interesting thoughts. Anyway, thanks for joining us, Kenny. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we were talking with Kenny Doyle, of editor-in-chief of GuyBostonSports.com. Possibly the only guest we're going to have on the anniversary episode this week. But yeah, that Star Wars character, he says, Jordan. Can you believe this? Football Normie. is rough course, and he gets everywhere. <laughs> he doesn't understand that Belichick, that Darth, that Darth Bill Parcells the Wise, <laughs> explained to Belichick the secret of immortality. Every time you say Darth Bill Parcells the Wise, it it's, over. it's hilarious. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so perfect. It's Parcells the Wise. It's so... It writes itself, honestly. It does. I mean, this whole thing just keeps going on and on and yep. on. Like you have, like you know, you had like Darth Charlie Weiss. Yeah. And he dies, and he had to bring out like <laughs> Bill o Count Bill O'Brien, and then yep. he's trying to find his one true apprentice. So, yeah. So we can take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we will dive into some legal matters. <laughs> Double so, the pride, twice the fall. We'll be back. Gee. <laughs> Sean McVay thinks he's his hotshot young coach. Do it. Nope. Double the pride. We'll Do it. We'll be back in just a minute with more of the Do second it. anniversary spectacular. Bye. Our friends at Cumberland Foundry Company would like to remind our listeners that drunk driving is now the leading cause of deaths among 15 to 24 year olds. Each and every day, 14 teenagers die in drunk driving accidents. Anything you can do as a parent or friend to help prevent young people from drinking and driving may save their lives and perhaps your own. Take some time out today and talk with your children or friends about the dangers of drinking and driving. Your concern could save lives. This important community reminder was from Cumberland Foundry Company located at 310 West Rentham Road in Cumberland. Concerned with the safety of our community, they're on the air because they care. This is Dave from the Dave Matthews Band for Rad. When you go out and party, get drunk, then drive, you're not only loaded, you're a loaded weapon. When you celebrate, designate. Choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Kristen, how was Esther's baby shower? Oh, great. Yeah. You know it's a girl, right? Oh, wow. What's her name? Um, it's one of those names. Excuse me? You know, one of those names. Shakita, Juanita, Jaquita. Why do black people like those kinds of names anyway? They just make it harder on themselves, you know what I mean? No, Kristen. I don't know what you mean. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. Do you know which tree Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans? Which tree Abraham Lincoln used to cross a river? And what tree William Penn used as a landmark for his map? Taste the breeze, it's life inside you. Make a promise to the earth. There's an easy way to find out. 
go to the National Arbor Day Foundation's website, arborday.org, for whatever you need to know about trees. At arborday.org, you'll find out what trees are right for planting where you live and that the oak is the people's choice for America's national tree. It was a Sunnybrook oak which Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans. You'll have to go to arborday.org for the other answers. Plant a tree today for all the world to share. That's arborday.org. My name is Ruth Rusi. I'm a retired teacher. I'm 91 years old, and this is how I live united. I say retired, but not really. Once a week, I read books to children as part of United Way's education program. Reading to a child creates links between language and literacy. It creates a bond between grown-up and child. And believe it or not, it prepares them for a better academic future. Oh, we read about frogs and flies and pigs with wings, all sorts of juicy stuff. It's a joy to watch all those little faces. I figure I have the time and they have the need. And I've always believed that if we're not here to help each other, then what are we here for, really? My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Blasco Smoke Shop is Providence's premier smoke shop and vapor lounge. Conveniently located at 1842 Smith Street, North Providence. Glasgow Smoke Shop, the best smoking supplies in all of our eyes. For the best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the gangster rap. So call in at 401-490-0000 for a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. Playing more of what you listen for. Rhode Island College Radio. 90.7 WXIN. Ninety point seven WXIN. We're coming up on the final segment of the show here, the final segment of the Stadium Experience second anniversary spectacular. Really celebrating a uh, an institution here. Yes, <laughs> an institution onto this campus. We won't I mean. say what kind. Yeah. So our final segment and last thing I want to talk about today is that obviously earlier this week, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed settled in their collusion case with the NFL. Now, initial reports were out there saying that it was $60 to $80 million they got. 
Some people have kind of backed off. That is less than that. But it is money, money. That's right. Somebody won a lawsuit with the NFL. Somebody brought the NFL to court and won. Which doesn't happen very often. Which then begs the question of, oh my god, what did Colin Kaepernick have? I want to see it so badly. I mean, you were talking about this the other day, Jordan. Because you don't care as much about this as I do. No. You don't. And that's fair of you. Because it's kind of a still... But I, oh my lord. Like, what did he have on them? What did he have to expose? It's going to be like the JFK, JFK the- files. We'll see him in 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're sealed in a vault right now. Well, they have to because they probably signed a non-disclosure agreement now. But it was it was it was Bob Kraft from the Grassy Knoll. <laughs> Bob Kraft in the Grassy Knoll. But what did they have? Because now we'll never see it. Because they got the money. Once again, good for Colin Kaepernick. Like all the power in the world to that man for getting like this amount of money out of the NFL, getting as much money as he probably would have made if he kept playing all at once. Putting it with Eric Reed, Eric Reed, I assume, who also just got a big deal, by the way. Like Eric Reed's doing okay. Eric Reed just got twenty. Mil- he's got twenty-two million for three years. That is, that is not bad for a safety. But is that one of your five golden positions? No, no, absolutely, it's not. But anyway, so something <laughs> smells good. Something that smells good. But what? did Kaepernick have on these guys to make them settle out of court instead of the NFL this giant billion dollar industry just dragging this one singular man through the legal system instead they went nah 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 we're good we don't want we don't want to go to toe to toe with you because it's not an optics thing it can't be because the NFL never settles they want to settle with Brady they would never they would let Al Davis flail around all they want like the NFL doesn't like to lose but they let it happen they gave up so what did this what, what did he have what did he have what do you guys have any speculations <laughs> what did Colin Kaepernick and the Probably the team of lawyers Nike gave him cash <laughs> on the NFL. Yes. Uh, pff, I, don't, I can't even imagine. Actual proof. Yes, I know. Actual proof <laughs> Actual of collusion. Proof. <laughs> These, sh- something. It's like maybe a, something it's racist. It's like a note that, on a, a napkin. Don't sign Colin Kaepernick. It probably like a, like a group text someone sent out it's an a, email. It's, it's a bad game of telephone. Like, why Why is yours green? <laughs> Jerry Jones, why Why is your message green? Uh, I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> why is it green? There's like all these old men who can't. Because like, I, I, I've said this from the beginning that there's no chance that any of these guys delete the stupid things they send each other oh, that they shouldn't not. be sending. Because they're all old men, who all, who, most of whom inherit their money from their parents at this point so it's just all intergenerational wealth at this point so these men def like most most nfl owners probably have no concept of consequences they just found a subreddit dedicated to the owners colluding do you think that <laughs> did you r slash collusion we will look collusion against like, kaepernick you, it's like kaepernick and trump post <laughs> do you think that mark davis has a concept of consequences no. Oh no! So do you think if somebody doesn't have a consequence of consequences, do you think that they're going to be like covering their tracks? Of course not. So I would just love to see it. The thing is, it doesn't even need to be all the owners had to be colluding. You need to have like th- two of them colluding, and then the league's colluding, and you can get all the money in the world. They probably slipped up like in discussion. I know. Oh, we I weren't signing him. And I told Jerry Jones not to sign him, and he said he wouldn't. And then we went, "All right, cool. We're not <laughs> oh, going to sign him." And no, then like no, a no. hard R just slips <laughs> in there somehow, like. So whoa, what was that talking about? We're talking, we're talking about Ice T. <laughs> <laughs> Who dropped the hard R? Uh, <laughs> I just think it might be possible that maybe out of this thirty group of thirty-two old billionaires, that maybe one of them might be a racist. I, I no. don't 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 trigger no. the hot take alert quite yet. 
old I'm not buying white it. billionaires. You're saying that we're maybe not letting the inmates run the prison? Maybe at least one of them might not be the most progressive <laughs> citizen in this country. That's that's ridiculous. I'm not buying it. You're talking about like Bob Kraft got Meek Mill. No, out I know that Bob Kraft got Meek Mill out of jail. So they're all yeah. fine, right? That's and how drugs. it works. He did go to him. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yeah he's one million dollars to a campaign. He's basically an honorary black man at this point. Yeah, I would say. He wore, like, I mean, it, really, it, helped, it helped him out even more when he donated like ten million to the Trump campaign. Yeah, that's it. At that point, like Robert Kraft was like, "All right, that's it. That's it. Get <laughs> like, yeah. you got your pass. <laughs> the two the two balance each other out. Yeah, it's like oh his, no, they, they get out of jail each free. Other. Yeah. Compliment. It's like, all right, Bob Kraft, you can say it once. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get a free pad. You can say it once. Pick up, uh, choose it wisely. <laughs> well, I think they find him in the text. He's like, well, actually, uh, I have this. <laughs> Pulls it out in the court of law. Like, all right, never yeah, mind. It's like a game Case is missed, Kaepernick. He gets one. Use the N word one time. But yeah, I think maybe it's possible that one of these men might have been a racist. And it's just really sad that I don't get to see that. Like, it's fun to see them lose a court case, but it would be kind of fun to actually see them get called out on the crap in the court of law publicly. But we don't because Kaepernick was smart and took the money. Yep. So we don't get to see it. All of us, all of us normies out here. We just get to speculate about their rampant racism. But I mean, dang, I mean, the NFL did have like an MLK commercial during the Super Bowl, so I mean, yeah, it makes up for it. That commercial, which was just like a vi- like a recording of MLK that wasn't even for something, they just that was a last minute thing. You they know. just threw it in there. Like, oh, we got bad press this year. Get some MLK Who they have to God Save America? Who was it? They oh, have? Those, those, those two black girls, which I don't know. No, where they have something from. else. Who they have? God Save. Oh, well, they didn't say they didn't sing God Save America. They they sang My Country Tis a D. And then Aretha Franklin sang. Oh no, oh, no, not Aretha <laughs> Franklin. Yeah, she just died. Now that's a show. <laughs> <laughs> they got the get ghost the of Aretha Franklin. <laughs> wow. Now performing the ghost of oh, Aretha Franklin. Gladys Knight. Yes. Oh yeah, close hey, Gladys Knight. Knock off Aretha you could, Franklin. You could hear the NFL being like, "Is everything okay now?" And she's uh, saying, she's saying, she's she's saying the national anthem. Gladys Knight said it's okay. So is everything okay now? Apparently not. <laughs> and they pay Gladys Knight a pretty check for that. I would have to imagine. Because Gladys Knight Travis does not Scott was here. For four seconds. And it was very annoying. Yeah. And nobody wanted it. That was a terrible performance. That was not something great. So, yeah. So, I think that maybe the NFL might have done something racist. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. But now we never get to know the specifics. <laughs> Institutions in America being racist? Never. <sighs> I never get to see it. It's very sad. It's very sad. It really is disappointing to me. Wait, I know that America as a whole is a racist institution. Get out of here, Joe. That's no. come on, man. What are you talking about? It's all about bootstraps. Bootstraps see no color. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway, so that that's all I got on that. Anybody else got anything left on the Kaepernick thing? I think he plays again. I think he comes back to the league. I hope so. <laughs> I want it. I want him. it back. I'd love to see him anywhere. I wanted to see him come back and be like, oh. Just cash my check from the collusion case. Let him sign with the Patriots. Now I'm going to cash my check from the game and uh, going to be like, hey, guys, I know how to sue the NFL and win. He has a ca- Kaepernick's Brady's goddamn AAF. hero now. Nah, Kaepernick's 20 Brady. million he wanted from the AAF. Well, apparently yeah. the AAF doesn't they can't have even, 20 million. The AAF missed payroll. They can't pay people. So, yeah, the AAF, can't, can't, the AAF can't afford to pay like Zach they can't. Yeah, they can't pay Christian Hackenberg and they want to pay Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> they want 20 million. Can yeah. you come pay play for free? Hey, so we might, uh, we'll eventually get those checks to you. They might bounce when you go to the <laughs> they, bank. They like, might bounce. We'll definitely give you a check. Yeah, eventually. With, like, your name on it and yeah. an amount of money. Uh, how do you launch a whole league and not be able to pay for that? That's absurd. 
Uh, that's like every somebody, startup week just, ever. You just hope somebody comes out of the woodwork with money. Here's Which $200 happened? billion. Dollars. Here, good luck. That's I what wish. they're waiting they, for. They didn't, they didn't have like a Kickstarter for like the AAF. That might hey, have worked. Is there a Patreon for the AAF? <laughs> they might as well cash out the AAF. <laughs> Venmo. The NBA is like, yeah, so if you're a fan of the Express, please Venmo us $50. <laughs> we really need to pay the electric bill. Send me some bits on Twitch. <laughs> if we don't do that, they're going to kick us out of the stadium. <laughs> we won't be able to play here anymore. We really need to be able to afford it. We weren't able to pay the peanuts guy. We have we have the we have the GM out there right now selling cotton candy. Could pay somebody else to do it. You think they're selling food? You think they have a food budget? Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. There's no vendors. Are they man. showing up to Parliament to find that? To Bring is, your own food. Is the AAF in work at Rick? Oh, is that where the seventy thousand is going? Oh, wow. <laughs> to fund the AAF. Oh, I. Oh, it all makes sense now. Okay. Need seventy thousand to fund the. AAF. Okay, I see it. That's, that's our that's our donation today. Is that why there's a Trent Richardson line item in <laughs> yeah. Parliament's budget? I'm buying a Trent Richardson jersey. I might buy a Memphis Express jersey. I'm gonna get that Met and Bird. I'm gonna find out who's ever no. Oh, we should all get merch. We should. Oh, the merch cannot be any amount of money. Oh, the no, AAF it's gotta be like uh, fourteen I cents it now. Yeah, I'm looking up the AAF. <laughs> looking up the AAF swag. Hang on. <laughs> Wait a quick second to shop here. Just like printed T-shirts. <laughs> it's not even jerseys. <laughs> Oh, oh shop.aaf.com. Oh, it exists. All right, good. What, what do they got? Go to the go to. Come on. Obviously, we go to the the Memphis Express. Yeah, Ninety nine bucks. Really? Ninety nine. Is it even stitched? Hey, if it's Nike, it's Nike. Screen printed, not even stitched. It's a hundred bucks. Screen printed. I can't get down. With you, get the, you get the varsity jacket. You oh get, God. You can get the breakaway. Oh, drone. you can. You get the windbreaker. Yeah. That's kind of sick. I'm not even gonna lie, that's kinda cool looking. I kinda want that. For 159 bucks though. That's a lot. <laughs> and it's starter, like damn. Like it's like 92. That'd be hot. That's not hot now. I don't know what you're talking about. That's hot to me now. I don't that's care. Hot. What... That's hot. They don't mean jerseys. I would bring back the starter windbreakers. I I think they're already back. Oh. I'd like to imagine they're already back. I haven't seen a starter windbreaker in years. Well, the AAF is trying to bring it back. For 160? Let's get a closer look. Let's see what we got here. Not bad. Nice quality stitching. Ooh, ooh okay. You get the little. Medallion. Oh yeah, of course you got people. Got people who know your starters on the zipper ooh, and on the sleeve. Of course. All right, let's see what we got on the back. Why buy a brand if you don't got the brand? Logos are status. Those look like those are actually stitched in. Yeah, that's good. That's a good quality jacket. Don't want to pay one hundred and sixty dollars. The official on-field jacket worn by coaches and players. Why do they not have pads? The midway pullover. Do they not have jackets either? On the I've actually watched one of these games. They not have jerseys. They just also wear starter jackets, like on the it field. Features team colors and word mark along a covered it, covered front pocket and drawstring hood. I'm not gonna lie, it doesn't look bad. He's even got the like '90s pants on. Yeah, that's yep. yeah, yeah. You can do it. You can do it up. I don't know if I maybe you guys buy, buy me an anniversary present. Uh, not that much. Give me that. So anyway, though, so that's about all I got on that. So I guess as we uh, kind of start to draw to a close here, uh, Jordan, I know you've been in for a lot of episodes. Uh, what have you thought of the last year of the stadium experience? Do you have any any thoughts for me? Um. Oh wow, you can buy like baby. Jordan, we're being sentimental. We're being sentimental. I um, guess. Um. We have it's, any? It's 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 been it's been it's been quite a year. Yes, yes. Same experience. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of stuff has happened. What's been your favorite? What's been your favorite uh, favorite moment? Uh, maybe maybe the state of J.J. Watt. The state of J.J. Watt? Yeah, you enjoyed that? Yes, the, yes, the nation's state of J.J. Watt. The apartheid state of J.J. Watt? <laughs> yes. 
Well, I've enjoyed having you here, Jordan. You've been been you've been the most consistent co-host on this show, I think. Maybe. You really came up in the last year. Really, really, really stepped up into the big leagues. So, yeah, I mean, $99. really. $99. Stop it with that. What do you mean, stop it with that? I'm trying to tire. Are we being serious or are we not? But, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> with all that being said, uh, that will about do it here. Once again, the second anniversary episode of the Stadium Experience. We didn't have a... Uh, we didn't have all the guests we've had in the past, as we did last year. But I think today I was a little more emblematic of what we do here. And I enjoyed that. So I enjoyed doing this. Like I said, this is uh, usually the highlight of my week. I want to do this for a long time. Hopefully I'm not here next year. Hopefully by next year somebody's paying me to do this. But we'll see. The job market's rough and cold out there. But I'll continue to... Maybe if I get my starter jacket on, I'll be able to break the wind mm. of unemployment. Throw down the of oh. unemployment. So, I mean, well, right to unemployment. I mean, I mean, if you're unemployed, you shouldn't probably shouldn't shouldn't be spending 160 <laughs> on a windbreaker. It's a it's a it's a cruel system, really. Yeah, you can't afford the windbreaker. You can't afford to go out and break the wind. It's a whole thing. Ooh. But yeah, no, I've been enjoying. Hopefully, we have a whole another year here. Another year of takes and discussions and and bits that go too long. And yeah, so I will see you all next week and the, the whole next year, hopefully. On the Stadium Experience with Jake Helms, we will be back Wednesday, next Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m., right here on 90.7 WXIN. Have a lovely week, everybody, and I will see you all next time.